Welcome to Family Features, a podcast for anyone who wants to experience healthy relationships within their family. This is Dr. Corey Gilbert, and I'm honored to come alongside you to encourage, educate, and equip you as we focus on the different relationships that make us family. Let's get started and focus on today's feature. Hey there, this is Dr. Corey Gilbert with the Healthy Marriage Inner Circle and the Warrior Marriage Podcast, and I'm excited today to kind of present to you some things that I unpack in my um, undergraduate marital premarital counseling class. Um, and today we're looking at um, Tom, uh, Gary Thomas's book. Um, oh gosh, forgot the name of it. Sacred Marriage. Yes, Sacred Marriage. A great book, great resource. I, sacred history here threw me off, but I love this term, sacred history. What you're building with your husband or your wife is a sacred history, and it's a legacy. One of the things I feel like we're losing is that, that oral tradition of passing down story to our children and grandchildren of how we met and how we fell in love and how we built and how we failed and how we got back up and how we uh, made mistakes. And we've lost that sometimes, and we need to be careful that we don't. Building the spiritual discipline of perseverance. Kids need to hear about parents that failed and fell and got back up and persevered and a lot of times we're too embarrassed and I hope that you'll actually build a marriage you're proud of but the thing is is to do that we actually tend to have to have failures we have to have rough times and we have to have places that we need forgiveness and that's part of the story and part of the sacred history so question here is what if God designed marriage to make us holy more than to make us happy this is a huge deal we get married to make ourselves happy. And that's the honest truth. We choose that person because we really do think they can make us happy. We're selfish. But I'm not saying that to be critical. I'm actually saying that as a fact. We are. You chose your spouse because you thought they would make you happy and this would be a, you know, you can run the race together. With all the baggage and all the stuff that you don't know about them, off to the side. What if it's about something much bigger, even if we get into it because of happiness? Now, culturally in the past, you had, it still happens in some cultures, you have the arranged marriage, and you just got married to whomever, and you built it. And there was a much more steeper hill to to get to, and that's that perseverance, but to get to um, potentially happy. But what if it's about you being holy? It's iron sharpens iron. It's by marrying this person, I'm growing in ways that ironically I probably wouldn't grow with other people. And so I married you because I chose you and do I believe God intervenes in that and actually has a plan in that and um, mistake or not, whether I should or shouldn't have married you, this makes me who I am. This is a really difficult one to process and to know, especially when there's harm and abuse and what do you do? And I mean, obviously there you need to protect yourself um, and, and that's another whole subject, but what if it's about making you holy? Because even those that have been through divorce and those who have been through a lot of rough things, if they see it through the right lens, they did persevere through that, even if it failed and they grew. And perspective ends up becoming a critical one. One characteristic holds true. Characteristic holds true. Holds uh, the history of God and Israel together, and that's perseverance. They persevered. And I want you to do that. I want you to find that. And here's a scary piece of data that... Um, I'm not really sometimes sure what to do with when I think of where I'm at with my own marriage. But it says some experts suggest it takes from 9 to 14 years for a couple to truly create and form its being. 
In the first 10 years of my marriage, I lived in multiple states, had been through multiple uh, blood transfusions and hospitalizations, and man, paid off so many tens of thousands of debt and medical with just that's copays, and finished my PhD and had three kids, and uh, goodness gracious, we have done so much. And now we're at 16 and a half years, and to realize and look back, wow, this, this journey is still just starting, and I can't wait for what's to come. It's a journey that never really ends, but it takes at least the span of a decade for the sense of intimacy to really dis display itself in the marriage relationship. And I can see that now looking back. In the couples that I work with, what I'm actually seeing is a lot of couples at four, five, six years in feel like they should have a marriage as if they've been married 20 years. And they beat each other up and themselves up because they don't have that, especially when it's a second marriage and we have older kids and yeah, when you're married and you've been married five years and you have a 20-year-old, the game's different. It's hard because your marriage isn't in a space of 20-plus years of marriage. It's still a baby. It's still um, on, on formula, if you will. And so being actually able to have grace for your marriage and be careful to protect it is even more critical and more difficult, again, especially with blended families and second marriages and beyond. It takes a decade. It really, really does. Um, Gary Thomas says here, we live in a nation of quitters. True Christ Christian spirituality has always emphasized perseverance. Romans 2, 7 through 8, to those who, who by persistence in doing good seek glory, honor, and immortality, he will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking and who reject the truth and follow evil, there will be wrath and anger. And I don't know if we believe that last part sometimes in terms of who God is. The righteousness God seeks is a persistent righteousness, a commitment to continue making the right decision even when, perhaps hourly, you feel pulled in the opposite direction. In some sense, as a therapist, I say I really don't care how you feel. Here's what you should do. That's hard. Because this, the question we always hear about therapy is, how does it make you feel? And I'm like, ah, no, that's the wrong question. I mean, we need to actually go into what's my guiding post, and if it's who I am, I, who I am to be in Christ, and who He wants, what He wants for me, that's going to change my actions. So, what causes us to give up on our marriages? What leads to this? Some of us give up when the time of testing comes, when things get hard. Uh, we thought marriage would be easy. When it gets hard, we bail out, and that happens too often. Others give up when they are choked by life's worries that's another really important one got luke 8 13 luke 8 14 marriage counselors tell us that money problems have destroyed more marriages than just about anything else it's one of the top reasons for divorce but remember it doesn't have to do with money as an amount coming in it's stewardship money is a barometer and how we manage it tells us where our heart is who we're worshiping it's really important and we're not going to be on the same page with money. We spend it different. We have different priorities. So the money is a revealer of our broken brokenness and our hearts and our selfishness and how we're going to surrender and work as a team. And there's also our selfishness and our sin, both of which are capable of polluting a once precious affection. What blows my mind as a therapist is how many times I sit with a couple and they've been married 20 years, but it's as if they walked up to the altar on their wedding day 20 years ago and said, I hate you, I hate you, I do. It's really true. Because as the negativity continued over the last few years, it just bled backwards in their story. 
and it's almost like he erased all the good times and the great vacations and the great trips and the hard times that bonded them and to the wedding day and it even tainted that so one of the critical steps has been to go back to the dating and, and try to rekindle some of that to start undoing some of the damage that's been done here persistence doesn't make sense unless we live with a keen sense of eternity if you think of why should I stay in a marriage why should I keep fighting when we can picture eternity and picture beyond the, the present we start being able to do that but without that that point of view or that angle why should we it's actually an honest question Christian endurance is based on the idea that there is another life commonly known as heaven which is eternal and for which the world is preparation that this is only a blink of an eye in the beginning not the whole we all feel like it's the whole because it's our reality the coming world is so glorious weighted with so much honor that it is worth making sacrifices now to receive glory honor and immortality there and we can keep that front and center it changes everything and so a question for you to think about is around which world is your life centered now your self-gratification now your your what you want i want what i want what i want it burger king way or eternity your marriage will ultimately reveal the answer to the question so i don't even have to ask the question i can look at your marriage and pretty much figure that out by your actions which is really important second thessalonians 3 5 says may the lord direct your hearts into god's love and christ's perseverance we're not doing this alone it's him doing work in us supernatural work i believe the alternative here is instead of heavenly rewards some will receive wrath and anger like i said a minute ago i don't think we believe that we want to dismiss the consequences of disregarding heaven um, and again who are they those who are self-seeking and who reject the truth and follow evil and the truth is those around us many around us will choose to follow evil and what do we do with that i hope our hearts are broken i hope we grieve and i hope we reach out carefully tenderly honestly earnestly um, and that's actually part of the calling and the mission we have as, as believers is to do just that what's more self-seeking than to ignore what is best for your children an intact peaceable home and to dump a marriage because you're tired of your spouse even though doing so may seriously diminish your ministry of reconciliation too many people walk away men and women for my own self and what i want to do and who i want to be because they believe this lie that the world revolves around them no not true um, if you've read gary thomas's book there's a story on page 111 i think in the new i can't remember the, the page number in the newer edition where they re-released it but um, it talks about a um, gary showing up to speak and he gets into a car it's all nasty and dirty and he's kind of like um, this lady picks her up picks him up from the airport and he's like this is kind of gross i mean why why would i why am i sitting in this car and she starts sharing her story and she shares how she works you know one or two days a month and she's doing chemo and her husband's left her and she's got these kids and she's and he's humbled he's like wow i judged her first before i knew her story and then he switched and he's like um why would someone leave a woman like this or well, any wife but here's the statement when this husband divorced this woman he couldn't have anticipated that she would get cancer of course can't know that but that's why we build a sacred history none of us can accurately see 
into the future. This is the important piece of the puzzle of why we commit and stay committed no matter what. But that's a hard one. And no, you don't endure abuse and there's certain boundaries where you would protect yourself. So I'm not saying that at all. Um, but too often we give up out of our own selfish I'm done versus perseverance, that criti critical word. When you divorce your spouse, this is from Gary Thomas, you have no idea what the future holds for him or, or her. The situation can and often does lead to chaos because odds are that at least one spouse will need care in the not too distant future. We're not thinking about that, we're thinking of ourselves. Certainly such neglect qualifies as the self-seeking that Paul says naturally results in God's wrath and anger. And then also subject to that anger are those who reject the truth. And clearly, Paul is talking about the truth of salvation here. But there's also another truth to be inferred from this passage, the truth of God's will and his laws. And so the question is right here, is in rejecting God's truth by divorcing, am I actually, was I never a believer in the first place? Am I rejecting God in the process? Am I choosing evil? And that's a really, really difficult and heavy topic to walk through. And some key places to go to if you want to study this more. Truth, Malachi 2.16. For I hate divorce, says the Lord, the God of, of Israel. To divorce your wife is to overwhelm her with cruelty, says the Lord of heaven, heaven's armies. So guard your heart. Do not be unfaithful to your wife. Matthew 5.32. But I say that a man who divorces his wife, unless she has been unfaithful, causes her to commit adultery. And anyone who marries a divorced woman also commits adultery. That's a powerful thing to think about both of those we could spend a long time talking on those as well and then Matthew 19 Jesus replied Moses permitted divorce only as a concession to your hard hearts but it was not what God had originally intended Oof. and I tell you this whoever divorces his wife and marries someone else commits adultery unless his wife has been unfaithful which that's another one I unpack in other ways too was to reject it Paul warns in Romans 2 is to risk God's wrath and anger. And then comment from Gary Thomas, I'm still amazed at Christian men who can leave their wives and children nearly destitute financially so that they can go pursue a new relationship, all the while trying to maintain the illusion that Jesus Christ is still the Lord of their life. I want you to think about that, and we're actually going to stop right here. Are they? Now, in one sense, we are not to be the judge. We aren't the judge, and praise God, we aren't the judge. That is for him to determine. But in action, what are they choosing? What are you choosing? To divorce is to abandon, and you don't know the future for yourself or others, or for the other, and especially the impact on your family. I can almost guarantee the impact on your children. Um, the, the chances of divorce for them increases. The chances of a lot of other problems increase. Um, but it's not hopeless. Why? Because we also have an amazing God who's a redeemer. Uh, and many have found incredible relationships and things have been redeemed in other ways. And I do agree with that. Um, but too often we can think of, oh, this, this didn't work out. I'll go find someone else. And you're this person here. I'll just go be happy elsewhere. I want you to be someone that actually persevered. Even though in the moment you may not want to and you see others that are happy and you want that. Perseverance is what makes us into who we need to be as we are attempting to be like Christ. And I hope you want that for yourself. I hope you want to model that for your children as well. They are watching. They're watching every move you make. It scares me to death to see that 
and my own kids. Uh, but I hope you'll grab onto the truth and you'll actually want to live a life that actually honors God first, not yourself and, and self-serving. So bless you as you process this. And if you want to continue conversations about this, uh, feel free to post here. Um, go to my website, healinglives.com, and I would love to serve you in other ways. Uh, or join us on our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash The Healthy Marriage. We can continue this dialogue, um, and there's more to come tomorrow. So bless you and your family and your legacy. Thank you for tuning in to the Family Features Podcast. It has been an honor to serve. Find out more about Dr. Gilbert and his resources for you and your family's growth and success at healinglives.com. And if you think you could use some support along the way, be sure to book that call at bookdrg.com. And one more thing, if you found this helpful, please share this podcast with others so that we can change the world together.